Well, hi there. Welcome back to the My Love of Golf podcast for this week's episode. Wherever you are around Australia or around the world, we do appreciate the time that you take to put us in your ears wherever you are. Really do appreciate it. Scott Carter joins me again this week to talk about the Open Championship, which concluded last week, still on a bit of a Open Championship lag, and it's just been great to catch up and relive some of the great moments and talk about the players, the hits, the misses, and Brian Harmon, what a story, what a player, and he won in a dominant fashion and uh, really wasn't headed in the end. And on a very treacherous day in the rain, it was great play. We catch up with all of the open thoughts and the rest of this week in golf. There's some tea traction, there's some tournaments, there's a women's major and the men's senior open championship at Royal Porth Call. It's a great week in golf. We continue to talk about it. Just that thoughts off the top of our head. Thanks for joining. It's Scott and Ross. Here we go. The Mile of the Golf Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Scott Carter, welcome back to the My Love of Golf podcast for another stint as co-host. Uh, thank you very much for uh, joining me on the podcast, Scott, to, uh, I guess, uh, run through what was, for me, certainly viewing-wise, one of the biggest week, the biggest week, not one of, the biggest week uh, in major tournament yep. golf for the year. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was for you. There was a bit of other golf, but uh, let's just run through the Open and, and some of the other golf that's, uh, that was on. And, and there's a few important tournaments coming up. Um, first and foremost, uh, how are you? You well, you well? I'm good. Thank you, mate. Yeah, no, thanks for having me back on your show. Um, good to be here. <laughs> and yeah, it was it was it was great to watch. Um, and there was a little bit more golf to watch. But yeah, the Open definitely took up a lot of the viewing time. Um, tried to stay up later uh, than normal on, uh, on the, the late nights, but couldn't quite make it past 12 31 o'clock most nights but good good to uh, good to catch up on it all yeah well you, you know must me have enjoyed it roscoe well you know me well enough by now when when you when you clock off at 12 30 that's when i clock on i clock on at 12 30 I, yeah. I do the, i do the 12 30 to sort of 3 30 a.m shift and uh sort of it was sometimes one eye open but no it did consume me i did watch more golf uh more open golf anyway um than i ever have in the past because uh, i really was pumped to see uh, Hoylake, and especially after getting the download from Josh uh, last week, which we appreciated, and I think everyone else who heard yeah, Josh that was talking, amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, really talking, good listen, talking so passionately about um, not only uh, Hoylake but also North Berwick. Uh, so I was keen to see it all unfold, and I did. I did pretty much watch it to the end every night, and certainly, certainly the last night. Did you? Um, That's a big effort. Yeah. Well, the fight, the closing stages, I was just like hanging on for something to happen I was hanging on for a, mm. a moment that Harmon never created and yeah it didn't look it it wasn't too early on that it you know after he sort of came back from that uh um and congratulations by the way Brian Harmon um I know you're not tuning in um but yeah, if great you, win if you are well done uh congratulations and uh, a really well earned and well deserved uh win Brian um left-hander from Georgia Five foot seven, mad huntsman, copped a bit of stick for yeah. for his hunting prowess. I think, I think he's clearly uh, cl- clearly the number one left-handed player in the world at the moment, isn't he? Well, who list the other ones? The other one, the other one that thinks he's the number one left-handed player in the world, uh, who was actually wearing the same top that I've got exactly. on. I'm actually, yeah. I'm actually wearing the Phil Mickelson top, the one that he got a little bit of stick really? for. Yeah, there's a couple of articles out that how he just was disrespectful to the game for for not wearing a, a collar and just having some uh, semi loose fitting 
Oh, God. Excuse for a top that's not a polo shirt and not befitting of the game at such a prestigious. Yeah, he absolutely got um, slammed. So it's a Travis Matthew top that he wears. He doesn't wear the Travis Matthew branding because he's not sponsored by them, but he wears that gear. Uh, anyway, but who is the best left hander in the world? If, it, if it, not Brian Harmon. Well, who, it's got to be Brian Harmon. I mean, yeah. even, even before this, but um, uh, well, who are the other left handers? What have we got? Um, Akshay? I mean, oh. coming off a win, but yeah, um, Brian Harmon would trump him. Yeah. yeah. Anyone else? Anyone, who, are, um, who are the lefties? Who else is there, mate? Um, We've gone early with the curveballs. I think that um, that might be Elvis Smiley. I don't know. Is he up there? Yeah, <laughs> he's. Um, no, he's not. He's not up there yet. But he, one day, maybe for Australia, he might get up there. But uh, could be. Um, could Ryan be Harper. one day. Hey, that could be a tip, Roscoe. One day he'll be the number one left-handed player in the world. There we go. Elvis Smiley is. All pure flusher, having stood behind him on the range and you know chatting to Clates uh, the Oz Open while he was caddying for him, and he is one hundred percent pure flusher. Um, but anyway, back to my uh, watching the final round and and how it was sort of playing out in me, hoping that we were going to see a little bit more action than Brian Harmon recovering from his early bogey to just turn on an absolute processional stripe show. It was great to see. Yep the other players around really pressing, really knowing that they've got to do something now. And if they don't do something now, then it's got yeah. to slip, slip away. And I just felt watching those guys play with a bit of pressure of not being able to get the birdies, you know, lipping out, whatever else was happening was just uh, as interesting as, you know, maybe not quite, but, you know, it was pretty interesting yeah, just totally. seeing, seeing, them, seeing them play and trying to – trying to carve something out, which just never happened, never eventuated. He didn't have any weaknesses at all. And um, he just dominated right until the end. And, I mean, right until the end. Yeah. Did, did you see his last hole? Yeah, I think, um, uh, you know, I haven't seen the last few holes. Um, I watched the first, the front nine, but uh, but I haven't watched the the back nine yet. What happened? Uh, he, he went with, um, I'm pretty sure it was a, like a driving iron off the tee and it was fairly short and then he was up behind a pot bunker and just ripped another driving iron, you know, 200 over the bunker um, yep. and ended up in a greenside bunker. Maybe maybe he hit driver off the last, I can't remember. But anyway, he, he still had a long way to go. He had this driving iron, obviously it was a par five, um, hit it into the greenside bunker, maybe a 40-metre, you know, greenside bunker shot. Um, let me rewind that. He was in the greenside bunker for three and he hit a very long iron to get in there. That's how yeah. sh- how long he played an iron, iron, and then this long iron into this bunker. 40-metre, uh, maybe 30-metre yep. long bunker shot. Still had one of those 15-footers that he hadn't really missed. And, of course, you want to f- sign off yeah. on your first open with, you know, holding that putt, not finishing with a bogey, and he just hold it. It was unbelievable. And at just that moment, like, he just – it was uh, – it was a great way to finish. Probably didn't it didn't mean anything. It didn't mean anything to the score. But I know if, if you're him, you really want to finish that hole with a par, right? And he did it like without even a breath. It was good. It was really good. Um, Scott, are you still are you still there? I can't see you. you your, your picture's gone. Yeah, I'm still here, mate. I'm still here. Okay, I can't see you. Why can't I see you? Where's your camera? I've turned my video off, mate, because the upload speed was not really, uh, not really kind of working out for me. So um, okay. I'm, I've aborted the video. I'm, okay. I, I've, I'm hardwired in this week, 
So I know I've had my Wi-Fi challenge here. challenges here, but <laughs> I've hardwired in. Hopefully no, we're good. Okay. I was, yeah, I like to see your smiley face there, Scott. Um, yeah, anyway, the Brian Hum <laughs> was great. Rest of the tournament, uh, how, how did you, what were you, what were you, who were your winners and losers out of the rest of the tournament? Well, like, let's, Roscoe, I mean, he's such a deserving winner. Let, maybe just a couple more minutes on Brian Harmon because um, I wanted to get your thoughts on, on a couple of things. Like he's, uh, he, he copped a bit of stick, didn't he, from, from the fans and, and a little bit from the media on his, on his hunting um, skills, which I think you mentioned. But like, um, I thought it was great to see his reaction to those English fans, those Manchester fans that were giving him heaps out on the course. I think he teed off on one on in round four and uh, as soon as he teed off there was guys in the crowd yelling get in the bunker get in the bunker so um, great to hear him talk about that in the press conference about how that actually motivated him um, and and yeah got him got him kind of more focused so um, not great from the English fans not great I mean maybe they were still a bit a bit salty from the cricket I don't know yeah <laughs> getting Australia eking out that draw to retain the ashes fantastic um yeah, no, that was absolutely reported that there were some un, unspeakable things uh, being thrown his way. It'd be interesting to know what unspeakable uh, things uh, were or what was said. And mm. um, But, yeah, if he felt aggrieved by it, well, obviously it was not appropriate. Um, I guess cheering for someone to get in the bunker and all that sort of thing, no, it's not cool, but it did fire him up. And I think the thing that fired him up was said to him the day before, you know, and I'm not going to do my best Liverpool accent, but assuming that it might have been one of the Liverpudlians, <laughs> they basically said, you haven't got the stones to pull this off, Harmon. And uh, he was reported to say that yeah. uh, that was that was what said, if you're ever going to fire me up to absolutely make sure that I do have the ability to get this done, it's say something like that to me. And thanks very much for reminding me that I do have the stones to get it done. And let me show you why I do. And he... He did. Um, the stats that he had, you know, this putting putting stats were just unbelievable. Like he, incredible, weren't they? Like it was a masterclass. It was. A, it was. A, it was. I think I've seen a few places call it a legendary performance, and it absolutely was. I mean, he doesn't have the name of some of the legends, um, and probably won't go on to to do that in his career, and probably will now. But. Um, but it really was a dominant performance, like in all kinds of weather conditions. And as you said, mate, guys were trying to chase him, but he, he just he just hung tough and, and um, played his game and uh, kept on putting it down the middle and, and making those longer putts. But, yeah, what, what were some of the stats that um, that you can see there, Roscoe? Uh, I, well, I don't have the, those detailed level of stats in front of me, but yeah, he made more oh. more putts inside like 20, 20 um, feet than anyone in the history of yeah. you know PJ Tour history. Basically, I think he had one one three putt for uh, the event, and um, basically didn't miss anything. The, the bit for me as a golf club nerd, um, and it sort of continues a, a majors winning theme, is the resurgence of ancient technology. In, in especially mm. in the put in the putters ancient. now, ancient. Well, you know when putters have lifespans and all golf equipment have lifespans of like twelve months these days. If you're using a putter that was sort of yeah. new, circa 2012, 13, 14, that you know maybe thirteen, fourteen. I reckon, I reckon I started selling the big format spider in around two thousand and thirteen, fourteen. 
Um, that's pretty yeah. old technology. <laughs> that's pretty old, old tech now, not yeah. to say that the part of technology has evolved unbelievably since then, but it continues to evolve. That style of putter has got much smaller, yep. but they claim have the similar, similar level of forgiveness. That putter is an old putter. He's got the long handle, big head, mm. and just rolls it in beautifully. Now, Wyndham Clark, obviously the winner of the US Open, that putter, which has now resurged back to prominence, you know, Callaway released that Jailbird Versa yeah. again for 800 bucks. Like they, they quickly whipped a few more into production and said you can get one of these for about 800 bucks. That was similarly like a 2015 putter. So these old putters that these guys are yeah. um, bringing out of the closet, um, I love it. Doesn't doesn't necessarily have and, to be. And, uh, mate, I guess that just goes to show, like a, a lot of it is, especially at that level, a, a lot of it is how they feel, right? Like what feels good in your hand and what 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 gives you the most comfort, um, you know, out on the course and what feels good. And and if that's a putter that's ten years old or more, um, I mean, these guys are good enough that, uh, yeah, that the technology, I guess, is is more beneficial to you know some of us than maybe some of them maybe in, in putters uh, you know obviously in drivers and others it's a different story but these guys can roll the rock so well that uh, whatever feels good gives them confidence and goes a long way uh well finally mentioned drivers and that sort of thing so brian Harmon is another great example of someone who just uses something for a very long time that he's very comfortable with i was with uh one of the product um gurus from titleist today having a look at the new T series irons, which are about to, to be released in the coming weeks. Um, you've probably seen pictures of them, Scott. They look magnificent. I've got some to have a hit of. And uh, I said, oh, congratulations yep. uh, on the win. You know, another another open, another major win for uh, Team Titleist. And, you know, I'm sure I didn't check what Brian had in the bag. I hadn't read the what's in the bag. I said, but did he have any of these new T-Series irons in the bag? And he was just like, no. He's actually one player that just doesn't change. And I think one product that I did look at that he was, I was really keen to see what's helping him get on the fairway every time, you know, straight down the middle pretty much, was the uh, TSI2 driver. That's a, you know, again, that's titles and drivers. Uh, it's about three years old. Like they've got uh, two year, sort of 18 month life cycles on the Titleist driver product. So, yeah, it was 2019 yep. or thereabouts. Don't quote me on exactly that, but, you know, a lot of players have changed three or four, you know, maybe two or three models in that time. Certainly when the new ones come out, you've seen with some of the other brands, they whip them straight in. So he's just lasering it down the fairway and he's got some older uh, Titleist irons in his bags and he's obviously got that 10-year-old putter or 8-year-old putter. Um, Good on him. But he just made it it very hard for these guys to – made it very easy for them to – get frustrated i guess as hard as they were pushing especially yeah. in those last day conditions when it was abysmal like it's unbelievable how well they played in that last round considering the conditions it was absolutely totally. horrendous yeah and and i mean roscoe based on a couple of those things right like how he reacted to the crowd he, he was unflappable he had people chasing him or trying to chase him he just stayed steady um you, you know he, he's got a like their qualities for a good match play player, right? So does that strengthen his his kind of chances into the Ryder Cup team, do you think? Or we might kind of cover that later, but um, you've got to think that that performance um, has gone a long way for for his uh, his chances in that team. Has to. Has to. Like, you, you can't. Has to. 
Like, and it's mm. widely reported that when he was uh, in college in Georgia. So he's another one. And I think we talked about Georgia Tech the other week and how many Georgia Bulldogs just yep. emanate amongst that upper echelon of the uh, the results across the PGA Tour. And he's absolutely one of those Georgia Bulldogs that um, he's been on tour for you – know, well, he's been on tour for a long time, but he hasn't missed his card or looked like missing his card for 15 years or something that's reported, like maybe maybe 10 to 15 years. Like he's, But he's never – Yeah. He's never been always there. He's always around about, but he's never sort of had that um, prominent sort of run of T2s or wins or T3s. No. Yeah, but lots of top 10s. Did well in the Open last year. Actually, yep. he's on. He was on the sort of final day leaderboard last year. Um, so we we probably just yeah. skipped over him. But no I one had him in Teepster. Also, a little bit uh, like Sepp Straka we were talking about last week. You know, is he a little bit too spotty? Like a, a Harmon's rec- record coming into last week, he'd missed eight of the last fourteen. He uh, missed the cut in eight of the last 14 tournaments that he played. So he's a little bit spotty, you know. Mm. He kind of comes and he can uh, have a hot run. But then, what is it, the last four in a row, he's uh, what T2, T9, T12, and then win. So he, he, he definitely goes in these little hot streaks. And hopefully uh, if he gets selected, that stays true for through September, early October. Um, but, yeah, it was, a, it was a great performance, as you said, for all of those reasons. Uh, just where did he finish? Uh, he finished T six last year at in the at the Open yeah. at um, at St Andrews. My, uh, had a six hundred on the last day, sort of third best score of the day, minus thirteen. So yeah, he was seven shots back. Yeah, but um, he was up there, up there with some other names that weren't up there this year. Um, some of those you and I probably yep. tipped. <laughs> now, what about some of the other other players in that? Um, uh, Leaderboard. Who did you? Well, what did you think of Tom uh, Kim? I mean, if we go down the leaderboard, Tom Kim um, uh, had a great last round. He, uh, I mean, he kicked off with a plus three, what seventy four in round one. So to to come back uh, over the next three rounds and finish T two there at minus seven it was equal low round of the day on Sunday, um, and all all with a, a grade one tear in his ankle. Apparently, I think he mm. just rolled his ankle. Um, but yeah, he's he's going well, mate. Like seventh top ten for the season. Um, yeah, three in three of the last five, um, he's been top ten, I think. So uh, he's playing pretty well, and clearly likes the links courses. With when do you have a T six at the Scottish, and then T two, and yeah, not exactly the same course, but a T eight at the U.S. Open this year. He loves, obviously, enjoys playing on those tricky little courses where, as we said last week, like the craftiness around the greens is required. And, um, yeah, he, he, he played really well in that weather on Sunday. Tom Kim, 21 years old. Uh, will he will he win a major? Are you slating him? Are you buying on him for a, a major at some stage? Yeah, I am. Yeah? Yeah. And, and also I, I am and also a I think a big career in President's Cup. Um, mm. You know, I think uh, I think we're going to love watching him play President's Cup uh, in that format over the next couple of, you know, decades maybe or decade and a half. And, um, yeah, he's going to be a great character on, on tour. But, yeah, I think he's – I'm buying him, mate. I'm buying. I love his, can, love his energy on the course. If you can schedule in falling in the mud 
um, sort of once every year or so, that, that would really, you know, build his build his profile because lift his profile a bit too. I, yeah. I, I recorded <laughs> I recorded him falling in his mud when I in the mud when I saw that um, when I was watching it, and I put it out as a reel with some stupid music, and like in terms of reels that you know it wasn't in the hundreds it was in the many of thousands of people that watched tom kibb getting himself out of the mud so if he can fall out yeah. in the mud that'd be great um no i'm i'm certainly <laughs> investing in tom kim grade one tear or not now he got a bit of shtick on his grade one tear and you know there's a bit of stuff going on what's a grade one te- tear in an ankle anyway it's just a strained ankle as someone who has you know, I look at a crack in the cement and basically roll my ankle. Um, that's how, how many times I've <laughs> rolled it. I know how difficult it is to swing on a left ankle that's been rolled and uh, it's not comfortable and it does impact your ability to um, to really get through onto that left uh, left side, which is very important, especially when you're swinging it to, you know, 115 miles an hour like he is. Now, the other uh, T2... Yep. Um, you know, we talk about Sepp Straker now. I'm pretty sure Sepp Straker was introduced on the Thursday as from Australia. I don't know. Did you hear that? Did I over? Yes, did I, he was. He was. He, he was right. <laughs> I, I thought I, I misheard yeah. it, but yeah, Sepp Straker from Australia. I thought, no, he's from Austria. Yeah. So uh, I think there was poor. a comment in the Discord there from Lloyd that uh, that yeah, no, we'll take him. We'll take him. Exactly. We'll have him. Uh, Welcome to the country, pal. Solid performance minus seven. Jay Day, again, not been yeah, not been up there of recent times, but he's definitely found something in the last twelve months, and uh, it wasn't quite Jay Day of old, but he was he was lasered in, he was focused, he was he he was just getting about totally. his, doing his business. He was great. I was, was so good to see Jason Day, just getting it done. T two played, you know, yep. minus two in the wet. He was soaked. Had the hat off, just to had the the gelled hair, yep. you know, soaking in the water. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's his eighth top ten this year, so he's definitely having a good year. A bit of a bit of a slump in the middle there, where um, he was kind of missing a few cuts and whatever. But it seems like he's come through, come through that, and um, yeah, getting ready for for the business end of the season over the next kind of four or five weeks. So uh, hopefully hopefully he can keep that form going. But I love, I love seeing Jay Day um, out there playing well, mate. He's, uh, he's, he's great. Uh, speaking of um, hair and water and water absorbing in hair, a man that does have plenty of lustrous hair all over his face and I can only imagine all over his body, John Rahm, um, didn't, didn't put himself right. in the greatest position to attack on the last day with um, probably not that, what was it? His round two no. was not, not his greatest round. Uh, yeah, that's right, mate. That's where he fell behind um, round two and, and uh, the back nine on Saturday was absolutely electric, wasn't it? <laughs> that was, uh, that was incredible. I did, I did watch that, um, did manage to kind of get through all that, but that was, yeah, which I mean, he was well positioned on that Sunday, but Harmon just didn't didn't do any didn't go anywhere, and he couldn't get it done on Sunday um, and keep that momentum from Saturday back nine going. But I mean, he's pretty good year in the majors. I mean, how, how do you reckon he feels about his year? A, a win, t t fifty um, in the PGA, t ten and t two. Is it a good year? You think you'd be happy with that, Roscoe? Ecstatic. Yeah, he'd be he'd be grinding from you know a tough 
18 holes on on Friday, but um, and not putting himself a little bit closer to put yeah. pressure on. But no, I think he's sleeping pretty well um, on uh, the pillows full of cash that he's accumulated this year. I think he's pretty, pretty okay. Yes. I think he's pretty happy. Um, do you do you agree? Uh, yeah, I agree. So it was actually uh, it was actually the first round where he fell behind. So he had three three over. So a little bit like yeah, um, that's right. Yep. Uh, was it Tom Kim? So they both started three over, but but yeah, three over, three over, one under, and then that sixty three uh, with uh, one, two, yeah. three, four, five. Six birdies on the back nine. Unbelievable. Hey, so seven in the last ten. <laughs> ten holes. Crazy. Uh, what about uh, Emiliano, uh, Gr- Emiliano Grillo? Grillo, yeah, yeah. Grillo was up there, but he sort of got off to a decent start and was sort of lurked yeah. for most of the week. Um, you know, his start, 66, was solid. Uh, he's, he's 74, sort of yep. him down day two, 70, and then 68 in the rain. 68 in the rain, unbelievable. Great score. Um, but then Rory, you know, yep. so much pressure, so much Yeah, so much it to looked do. like something was happening there on Sunday. Three birdies on the trot there. What was it, three, four, five or something he birdied? Um, yep. And I certainly was watching, getting a little bit excited. I think Lotsi was at home sweating bullets just quietly, but uh, worried about Rory getting a win. Um, but I was excited, but yeah, just just didn't happen, mate. Just just fell away. Um, couldn't keep it going, and it doesn't even matter because Brian Harmon didn't go anywhere. So even if he uh, shot the lights out for the back nine, it was going to be hard to catch. But um, it's another major where he's in and around it, Roscoe. Like he, you know, you can't deny that. I agree. Like I agree, and yeah, this. I'm not sure if Rory puts the same amount of pressure on himself to win this other major. You know, we've talked about it in the past where he says, you know, if I just have one more opportunity to get to a Sunday where I can have this experience, it'll be great. I sort of guess he just goes yep. out and does his job. It's all of us and the and the other media people, that uh, the proper media people that, that just heap this pressure onto the young man. But you're right. Um, he, he just stands up and plays great golf. Just as you say, got to get that putter under control. It just let him down a few too many times. There just wasn't enough yeah. um, opportunities that he didn't take advantage of when he was otherwise in reasonable proximity to holes. To potentially, you'd think a good Rory would sink at least half yep. of those opportunities. Um, I didn't. I did not like what Brandel Chambly uh, said. You know, when I when I talked about Tom Kim, when you talked about Tom Kim a minute ago, you know, I said. You know, he's mm. lying. Well, at least he's got a, I was going to say, at least he's got a fair runway, you know, at 21. But according to Brandel Chambly, Rory's runway is finished. He's at the end of the runway and, you know, the opportunities for him to win another major are just in rapid decline, which is an absolute load of bollocks from that fella. And every time he, um, yeah, I can't remember the last time that he said something that was reasonably when he had like this direct opinion that made a lot of good sense, you know, even, even his yeah. anti live stuff, you know, yeah, like, he hate live. He just, yeah. But to say that Rory's, you know, he's, he's built like a Greek God, but his runways at the end and like, you know, to infer that his best is going to be harder to achieve. Yes. He's a great player and probably still, but you know, his opportunities are absolutely not 
you know, no way. He can he'll win when he's forty five. Yeah, cl- clutching, clutching for a take, mate. Yeah, totally clutching for a take, and he, he does that a bit, Brandall. Um, you know, I didn't mind watching him uh, quite a bit on the Golf Channel, you know, a few years ago, but um, but he the last year or so, he really has been kind of, as I said, clutching for a take, and and geez, he's digging. He's dug himself so far into the the anti lift that he can't get out um, one way or another. But uh, I think he said something about you know time to make the the players another major. So it would you know as a way to punish the live guys. I mean it's just r- ridiculous kind of thinking and um, silly ways to a- approach the game. But Rory's not finished, mate. If anyone thinks Rory's finished or you know won't win another major and and would would put money on it, I think they're bloody crazy to be honest. Um, he's <laughs> he's as I said, in and around it so often, he's going to get it done one day soon. Um, he has got it done multiple times this year, um, and it'll happen in a major um, very soon, I think. Yeah, he considering the year, and when I say that, I mean it summatively, everything that goes on, not just the golf and the golf play, but everything else around it, He, I think if I'm Rory, I sit back and I go, you know what, it wasn't – it wasn't exactly what I what I wanted, but considering it's not too bad, I'll be I'll be right for next year. I'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, one yeah. player that, that one player that popped on the scene and really didn't get a lot of coverage. Um, we didn't see a lot of him his play. It was Shabanka Sharma. Um, yeah, he he was he was great. What do you know about Shabanka yeah, Sharma? He was mate, young young Indian. Yeah, twenty-seven years old. So he was actually uh, so he's the youngest Indian to ever win on the European Tour uh, back in twenty eighteen. So he won a, actually a couple of times um, in that year and was Rookie of the Year. Um, so it's funny, mate. He's made. Uh, I was having a look. He's made six thousand euros this year um, on the European Tour before before the other day when he made three hundred and sixty-two thousand euros. So um, good payday for the young man. Um, one interesting thing I discovered on uh, on Young Sharma was that he's actually never ever consumed meat in his entire life. He's a very strict vegetarian for uh, health and religious reasons. Um, so yeah, very interesting. Um, I think the longest period I've gone without meat is twenty four hours, if that. But uh, yeah, well, uh, we, you know, I. I Applaud Shabanka Sharma for his diligence to his golf and um, continuing to turn up. And again, it's proof that you can win. You can be sitting on dwindling a bank account with six thousand euros, one for the entirety of the year. One good week uh, can be life changing, and three hundred and something thousand euros in his bank account—that's uh, that's life changing. Um, not so much yeah. for uh, Cameron Young. Again, he'd been sort of in the doldrums a little bit, but again, steps up. Somewhat for the uh, for an open as he did last year, not quite as to yep. the same peak as last year, but was there and played pretty good golf. Um, hits it so hard, like he just he does, doesn't he? Yeah, there's there was there was another exciting a, young young guy to watch, yeah. mate. He just um, yeah, the the club head speed and uh, and ball speed that he's getting out there, it's incredible. The pause, um, great know, that, to watch, that, incredible that, swing. That, Pause at the yeah. top, you know, it's like we used to go on about Hideki Matsuyama's pause at the top. I think Cameron Young, if you're going to time time things, you know, like people, I was, it was embarrassed for the people that were counting um, 
Harmon's waggles. Like, who cares? If he's not playing slow oh, and he's – Ridiculous. Who cares? Let him do what he wants. Like, he can – that's how he manages it. But, you know, like people used to time Hideki's pause. Cameron Young's pause is probably just as big or if not bigger. Um, but he was good. Uh, yeah. I guess the only, only other sort of three that we really need to talk about, you know, um, in terms of positives and positives and missed opportunities, um, Max – Pretty, pretty solid for Max. You know, he'd be, I think. Yeah, great result know, for Max. First top 10 in a major. Um, links for him, I think it's a developing skill. You know, I, I would I would suggest that, you know, would you, would you think that that's a fair assessment that Max is still learning the links, the lay of the land? Yeah. I think, mate, Max should invest in a, in a week or two uh, over at North Berwick with Josh um, every year around this time of year and get out and play play North Berwick a few times with uh, with Josh. And he might, he, should. Um, he might win one in a few years. He should do. He should do. Uh, and the other one, uh, other two, uh, young um, Matt Jordan and then Tommy Fleetwood. So a tale of two mm. different local boys. Uh, Matt Jordan kicked yeah. us off on Thursday, Thursday night, our time, Thursday morning, their time. First one to uh, tee off in front of an unbelievable crowd. By the way, the crowds were insane. Um, Thursday they morning were. at nine, 9 o'clock, the place is absolutely hooching. And uh, young Matt Jordan, the local boy from Hoylake, remember, you saw the video, him hitting balls around the course when he was like five or six. Um, mm. Again, life-changing. I don't, how much did he he win? Did he? What did he pick up? Can you see that there? Two hundred and something uh, thousand. Let's. Oh, I'm gonna have to have a quick look here, mate. Let's see. Um, three. He's won three hundred and forty-eight this. Well, that's his whole career, but that's. Uh, Let's see. Three hundred eight thousand US. Three hundred grand. Not bad. Not bad. Um, and then, I guess rounding out the top ten is uh, well. I don't want to be the only uh, only person not to call him Tommy Lad, but I think everyone else in the golfing world's called him Tommy Lad, so I may as well go with it as well. Uh, it was Tommy Lad, Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah, he had everyone on the edge of their seats after his round one, but just uh, so round one, um, what did he have? Round one was sixty six, yeah. so it's five under. But then he's round two, three, and four, just seven par round, round two, par round, round three, and then just. Succumbed to uh, the seventh, uh, the the seventeenth with that uh, horrendous triple, and uh, just slipped back down a couple of hundred, you know, maybe a hundred thousand dollars worth of uh, prize money, and finished with a birdie, but will probably, uh, you know, one that not one that got away, but yeah, he, again, he had a lot of pressure on him. I could imagine, you know, the expectation: when's he going to win local? Yeah. What do you think about your mate? Yeah, but he's been. Uh, oh, sorry, I mean, he's he's. No, I was going to say he's been in and around there a little bit, Tommy. The last few weeks, as we've talked about him quite a bit, but he just seems to have, um, you know, one one round or half a round where it just doesn't quite go to plan, and um, it couldn't quite get it across, uh, you know, up over the hump um, for this one. But 
Yeah, I think you're about to talk about Tron from uh, NLU <laughs> jumping on a plane. I mean, I think if anyone follows NLU, they're not laying up guys that they would have seen, you know, Tron's uh, crazy antics and um, just the level of support he's got for Tommy Fleetwood. So um, jumping on a plane at the last minute to uh, to get over there, having a dream apparently that Tommy had won it. So he had to get on a plane and go. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it funny, funny to watch. Uh, Scott, I'll make this promise to you next year at Royal Troon. Now, I've been to Royal Troon for an mm-hmm. Open uh, when Henrik Stenson, who was next on the list, funnily enough, T13, um, I was there for that final day when Stenson yep. and Mickelson went at it in one of the greatest uh, duels, probably the second greatest final day duel, maybe outside of the duel in the sun with uh, Watson and um, uh, Golden yeah. Bear back in 72 or whenever it was. Uh, I'll make a pledge to you if – your desired person, you know, whoever we get onto for next year, if you jump on a plane and get across there, I'll make sure that you get picked up from the airport and, and you get in with, you know, if you want to come across for that last day, if you don't come otherwise, I'll do whatever it takes to get you from the airport. I'll have people there for you, chauffeur you down to Troon and um, we'll get you in and you can cheer on um, whoever you want to be. Oh, that's that's a okay. guarantee. All right, well, we've got a year to figure out who that's going to be. But, uh, yeah, I like well, that, Roscoe. I like that. We'll have someone. We'll I like have, that plan. I'll someone... start planting the seed with the wife now. Yeah. No, you just build up the air miles. Just, I'm sure you've got a few thousand of those banked up. And you're just going to, you know, on the on the oh. Thursday night, you're just going to have the dream and then you're going to book the flight and you're going to get there Saturday morning, Sunday morning. We'll pick you up at the airport. We'll have you down there. No problems. Easy. Uh, no, be a fun great. trip, he's, wouldn't it? Yeah. He's, he's having met Tron. Um and nothing would surprise you of him doing anything like that. And uh, all power to him for supporting his guy and jumping on just to go across for 24 hours, 27 hours he was on the ground for. Crazy. Um, but well done. Okay. All in all, good well, over. Roscoe, we've talked about the winners. Like how, how um, should we quickly recap the Aussie? So uh, day, day at T2, Scotty finished T33, um, Cam T33 as well, Minwoo Lee, um, was looking pretty good there for uh, for a little while, but yeah, T forty one, and then a few of the guys missed the cut. Um, I'd like to actually apologise personally to Lucas Herbert. Uh, he was like three under, four under, maybe on his first round, and I put something in the Discord about how good he was going, and then he and then he made triple or or uh, or worse there, and and absolutely fell out of contention. So um, sorry about that, Lucas. Um, I do apologise to you and your family. Uh, and then we have what, Travis to, Smythe. To, a, um, to anyone else that had a, I was just going to say, to, and to anyone else that had a, him uh, for a first round, a leader bet. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Travis Smythe, yeah, hole in one. Well done. Travis Smythe, hole in one. Um, and who else? Baron. So Mika, tough days, t- tough couple of days for Mika. Um, McKinney and uh, Harrison Crow all um, also missed the cut, but good to see a good contingent of Aussies over there anyway. Old Harrison, um, I watched him hit off one of the days, I think it might have been, oh, obviously the Friday, and he was snap hook left, and then the next one was even further yeah, left. Actually, I saw that, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, pressure, nerves, yeah. but. Uh, but Good luck to those guys for getting there and having a crack. And um, yeah, Min Minwoo like continues. He's just an absolute star. Like he, yeah, he's 
Turning totally. this into turning this this show into um, like a proper show, like people are following Min Min Woo Lee to see yeah. what he does next. Uh, you know, even the little throwing the phone down, the kids throwing the phone up to him, him taking the selfie light. Yeah, I saw that. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like it's it's so Min Woo. Um, but imagine if some other players sort of had a little bit more openness and a little bit more approachability and a little bit more, I guess, who gives a shit behavior towards doing something yep. like that to to engage him for the fan i'm sure min probably knows that there's cameras on him it's going to be reported he's going to get some extra coverage out of it that's fine but there's two kids on the ground there that have had an absolute blast of a time and i don't care if you make two thousand people happy or two people happy or one people happy if you're a golfer and you've got a position and you make one person happy you know you're doing you're doing a great job so um good on you Min. yeah um how no, it's great, mate. Your... And it looks like that's just part of his personality, right? Like yeah. that, that's just who he is. So it's not like he's putting it on for a show. But um, uh, Roscoe, most disappointing. Who's most disappointing for you? Um, I've got a couple of names here on uh, on guys that missed the cut and just did not did not deliver. Like JT's probably the number one. When do you have eleven <laughs> over on that first round? And then and then even with a car, but he's got some problems. Um, DJ, very disappointing. DJ, I picked you, DJ, you bugger. Um, Phil, Gooch, last three are live players, Roscoe. That's a pattern. Um, Rosie, Finau, Morikawa, they all missed the cut. Big names, not showing up. Yeah. Uh, what do you say? There's plenty of, there's plenty of big names that you know missed the cut and uh, you would have otherwise thought that probably should have been in and around, yeah, Morikawa. What, what what is happening with Colin? Where's he at? What's what's going on? He, um, yeah, Keegan Bradley. Yeah, he's, he's knocking been, on the door. He, Keegan's knocking yeah. on the door for a for yeah, a, yeah, a Ryder yeah. Cup spot. He might have just lost his Ryder Cup spot to uh, Brian Harmon. Um, Sahith, you know, we had Josh out there fine tuning his linksmanship, and uh, Sahith misses. Um, my, uh, yeah, Sahith, that was disappointing. My disappointment was so I actually listened to you last week. I listened to you all, all the time, of course, but I listened to your strategy with your tips, and I actually had entered Min Wu into Teepster. And it was probably maybe the second time that I've removed a tip and replaced the tip because of your mm. uh, live golfer strategy in majors. You know who I tipped? Right. Yeah. He actually still still Phil. got me something, no, Bryson. <laughs> Bryson. Oh yeah. I tip, I tip Bryson. So he got me. He got me something, but uh, plus seven well, in the final. Yeah, mate. Plus, I, I didn't make a single dollar. Um, well, mate, is, is it appropriate? Is it appropriate that we uh, at least talk about who who did uh, salute in the tape stuff? Absolutely. Absolutely. Put them up in lights, Roscoe. So you say earlier as you're pulling that up, no one, no one picked up uh, Brian Harmon, huh? Uh, no one picked up Brian Harmon. No. Mm. Um, now let me go back to where those results reside. There's many results and many teepsters. Oh, geez, where are they? Um, in the computer here somewhere. The Barracuda. No, we don't want the Barracuda. We want the open. There we go. Um, congrats to 
Hellfisher, Justin Bissica. Uh, they picked John Rahm. Many, many people went with uh, Rory. They picked up right. $550,000 in the prize purse. The people who picked John Rahm, there was only two, got a million. So they made some leaps and bounds. There was a load of love yeah. for Tommy Ladd. A lot of people had Tommy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a f- quite a few victors and Tyrrell Hattons, some Scottish Schefflers, of course. You know, if you've saved, if you've saved the Scottish Scheffler, well, he got you uh, 120. So it's better than than nothing. Uh, a number of people, obviously, on Cameron Smith have saved like a, a live golfer there for um, the repeat. I think I thought the repeat was always going to be hard, but um, we probably were yep. safe in thinking he was going to perform maybe a bit higher up the uh, than where he was. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, I was the lone Bryson uh, picker. Only one. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, a couple of people had Brooks. Well, at least you um, didn't waste one of your PGA Tour players on it, mate. Like, you, no. you, you know, you, you could have picked JT or you could have picked, you know. I, I picked JT. Someone I that didn't get I backed, you as much as Bryson, so wasted I, him. I, I backed JT in when he was sort of like knocking on the door for, you know, P, P70 in the FedEx. Uh, rankings and thinking, oh, he's yep. got to do something here. The field's not going to be as challenging, and um, he missed the cut. But talking about JT, um, you know, all the talk now goes towards the Ryder Cup, and um, mm. you know, is Harmon is in on points. So with that point system that they have, he he would be in. But um, does JT get a captain's pick? You know, he's very close to the to the captain. Um, you having him or not? Is he in or is he out for you? Uh, mate, I think he's, I, I I think he's out. I mean, but but also, he's the kind of guy that will, a bit like Patrick Reed playing in that kind of environment. You know, like I think he'll he's always going to play well in that environment. Um, uh, you would think, but but he just he, he it's it's like his putter's not working. Um, mm-hmm. he's about one hundred thirty fourth in putting this year. Uh, on the on tour, so he's just he's got a lot lot going wrong. Um, so we'll see how he goes this week, mate, because he is, yeah. uh, what we've got two, two rounds to go, two tournaments to go of the regular season of FedEx and the top 70. So they've cut it down this year. Top 70 go through to the first playoff and he's at 75th. So he's in the field, um, this week in Minnesota. So he's, he's got something to play for. Let's see if he can uh, pull it all together and, and maybe get a few weeks there where he plays some decent golf and, and uh, yeah, pushes the, his case for Ryder Cup, um, Ryder Cup selection. Um, let's see. Don't know. I don't know if he can turn mm. it around that quickly, mate. Yeah, he would. He would have to do something very, 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 very special uh, a couple of weeks in a row if I'm the captain. But um, anyway, maybe I'm a harsh marker. Mm. Hey, we had the other tournament that was in tapes of the Barracuda. Uh, I have to be honest and say, other than seeing Akshay Bhatia. Um, sink the putt that won him the tournament in the playoff. I didn't see anything. I was too in a haze of open euphoria. Uh, so I didn't see it. I'm not sure that you saw too much of uh, the Barracuda either, Scott, no? No. Um, no, I did it, not see much of the big fish, mate. But, yeah, good to see uh, the young fellow win. I mean, that gets him status next year. Um, I think it also gets him – he's qualified, like he, he's eligible now for the playoffs. So – um, I don't think he's playing this week, but he's 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 got to start in the the last week of the regular season, and he's got a chance to get into the playoffs um, based on that win. So um, yeah, great great for him. And as I said last week, you know it's it's fun 
been watching his career progress, um, skipping college and and going the hard route, um, doing a lot of Monday qualifiers and, yeah, doing some good things. It's It's paying off. I've got some news to talk about Monday qualifying for qualifiers for the 3M and in regards to an Australian uh, friend of of mine. Um, We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Tish and uh, Threewood Pete had Akshay Bardia. Tish, uh, congratulations to you. I hope that tailor-made backpack that you got uh, from one of the prizes that finally turned up the other week is uh, serving its purpose. Uh, A whole stack of us, uh, including myself, had Joel Darman. Uh, So it was good to see Joel Darman who um, finished, I think, 10th or thereabouts. You know, we picked up 82,000 on Joel Darman. A few other people had likes of Mark Hubbards and uh, Marcus, the, the, the bullet, Marcus Armitage. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, only two people picked Akshay Bhatia. I'd used my Akshay Bhatia tip uh, early on in the year. Otherwise, I probably would have used it, but yeah. uh, I went with the Joel, I went with the Joel Darman, the JD. Um, so... JD. That's, uh, that's Teepster. I had another scrub, um, mate. I had uh, Sam Bennett. <laughs> so two, two, two missed cuts for me this week in Teepster. I think that counts me out. Actually, quick question on Teepster, Roscoe. So yes. does the last, the very last tournament, the Tour Championship, does that, does that count? Do I remember that from last year that it doesn't count because the, 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 uh, the purse is just so enormous? I think the winner gets $18 million. It's a good question. I'll look into it and uh, and we'll get something up on the discount Discord. We'll post yeah. post that for everyone to know. But uh, I f- yeah, I for- I'll, I'll, I'll I forget. Have a look into it. I actually forget. I actually forget. Um, I forget. No, I don't. I don't Not think. To I don't worry. think. I think. I think it's just the normal the normal season. Uh, but the standings didn't change. Um, Blakey Blakey's still out in front by with eighteen and a half yep. million. Uh, the golfing tattooist. Um, uh, your tattoo on your uh, left calf, brought to by brought to you by the golfing tattooist, uh, seventeen point nine. So they're pretty close. There's only sort of six hundred thousand between them, maybe six hundred fifty. Oh, yeah, that gap that gap is uh, is being getting shorter and shorter every week. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. good. Uh, and me at third and seventeen point seven one million. So uh, again, about five hundred thousand between myself and fourth place. Um, Still got to work out a prize from for for if uh, Blakey wins or you know golfing tattooist wins, um, we'll get a get him a prize. Don't worry. Yep. Yeah, you got to. And don't forget. Yeah. Gotta, don't forget get a good uh, prize. Don't forget to get your picks in for this week as well. Um, very quickly around the grounds on the other tournaments, uh, Scott. What else we got? We've got the men's uh, senior open this weekend at Royal Porth Call, which is in Wales. It is going to uh, continue the Lynx Fest. If you are fallen in love with Lynx, well, Royal Porth Call, which has hosted the Walker Cup, Ladies Open, Curtis Cup, Amateur Championship, and now the Senior Open. So it's uh, an esteemed major, well, major championship venue, you know, and very prestigious um, championship venue, I should say. Uh, It will give you a great look at what another... Uh, mainland UK links is like you know some again some other great links courses in in Wales um, which probably go a little bit sort of unnoticed but uh, Royal Porth Call is certainly one of those. Um, Darren Clark's the defending champion, and uh, yeah, when he won last year, that surprised me. That's winner the it's a it's a it's a list of players that. Uh, 
you know, if you've been following golf for as long as you and I have, um, there's some names in there that uh, we remember from not too long ago and yeah. some names in there from way, way, way long ago. But I was just going to say, I sat next to Darren Clark at uh, St. Andrews for a little bit while I had a coffee and he had a coffee. He was on the next table. I was on a table not too far away. Again, you know, would have loved I like Darren Clark a lot. I would have loved to have gone up and said, G'day, Darren, how are you going? I'm Ross from Australia, but that wasn't the place or the time to do it. He just missed the cut on the Thursday. He looked, He was, his face was bright red. Like he looked like he'd been holding his nose and blowing blood into his face for about five minutes straight. He looked like he was about to explode. I thought, oh, geez, he doesn't look that great. But healthy. Yeah. He didn't look that, he didn't look that healthy, right? He was bit overweight you know he lost a lot of weight once upon a time and then he's put it back on he's carrying a bit of weight nothing against that if you can get around well goodness gracious he goes out to Glen Eagles the next week and just tidies them all up in the uh the men's senior open and just picks up the trophy there so uh I sort of ate my words there, there what go. I was sort of summing up uh old DC but um yeah. he's a great player uh, Stuart Appleby is playing uh in the uh the senior open yeah Apples we've got Peter Fowler um Chucky. Peter Senior, uh, did I see him there? Peter O'Malley, sorry. Um, Peter Fowler, Apples, John Rob Pampling. Rob Pampling. Pamps is in the, t- in the yep. yep. Um, Omar Arresti's right. <laughs> okay. in the field. Uh, Jean Vanderveld. <laughs> Jean Vanderveld's in the field. Uh, he came up in conversation the other day with someone. Um, Sean Vanderveld is uh, Gabriel Hertzstedt. No, Gabriel Hertzstedt's not in the field. He tried. He played last year. Um, Tong Tai Jaiji. It's a. It's a good. It's a great field of great golfers um, uh, playing on a great golf course. So I'm is, sure it'll uh, probably be. Paddy Harrington has to be has to be one of the favourites, doesn't he? How good is he? How good yeah. is Patrick Harrington? He's not going to make the Ryder Cup team, but. If someone fell over and it was like, uh, you know, if they rolled their ankle and did a grade two tear and couldn't be counted in the team the, the week before and Paddy Harrington got subbed in, I'd be feeling okay with that. Yeah. Yourself? Yeah, totally. Totally, Who'd mate. You? I mean, he's been uh, he's been playing great golf. Yeah, for sure. Who would you have, Paddy Harrington or Sepp Straka? It's the night before. You've got to make a choice between um, the two. I'm going to go Sep. I mean, I just love really? his name, Sep, Septic Tank. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm Paddy. I'm Paddy all the way. You know, he's doing so well. So he's just maintained his speed and his length. He's I don't know his exact driving stats, but he's still hitting it above average for um, most of the field in the – normal PGA Tour. He's still very, very, very long. And uh, and that's why he yeah. continues to play very well. He's probably still working on his tongue position in his mouth and doing things like that. But uh, in terms of playing golf, he is absolutely – he's dead set. He used to – he was reported for work. He had to – he was putting his tongue in a certain position in his mouth and that was aiding his concentration um, in playing, having his tongue oh. in a better position. Yeah. Okay. That uh, was, was a fact. I'll try that tomorrow. Uh, check out <laughs> – Check out the uh, men's uh, the men's senior open. Uh, there's also another major on. It's the uh, Amundi Evian uh, Women's Masters uh, over there at the Evian Golf Course in France, which overlooks. It's in uh, Evian Le Bains or thereabouts, uh, overlooking Lake Geneva. So yep. it's up in the mountain mountain part there. Um, thoughts on 
you know, who's the defending Brook? Is it Brook Henderson? Yeah, Brook Henderson's the defending champ. Um, all the stars are there. We've got uh, Minji there, um, uh, Kempi's there, and a bunch of other uh, Aussie girls. But yeah, which is the they think they call it the fifth major. Well, it is the fifth major, but um, alleged major uh, potentially. But tenth uh, year of having this Evian um, event, and uh, yes, and been some legendary winners, but. Um, should be good to see the girls playing up there in the in the French Alps, um, just on the border of Switzerland. So it should be very very scenic, very beautiful to watch um, in terms of scenery there, Roscoe. Why does it get challenged on you know this fifth major status? Is it just because it was anointed late to the party, or is it? Yeah, yeah I think it was just created much? out of uh, out of like oh well they they gave a bunch of money so they kind of bought bought a major I think. Um, right. That, that's how I understand it, 10 years ago and threw a bunch of money at it and returned for it being a major. Uh, who have we had? We've had uh, Anna Nordqvist, uh, Inji Chan, Lydia Ko, uh, Huju Kim and Suzanne Pedersen was the inaugural winner. You'll remember Suzanne Pedersen. She sunk the putt at uh, Glen yep. Eagles to snitch the uh, the um, uh, the Solheim Cup a few years back there as since Solheim retired. Cup, yeah. Um, Minji Lee's won this in the past. Who do you fancy? Who are you tipping? Yep. You got a you got a you got a winner for us. Um, who am I going to go for here? Um, uh, I'm going to go Minji again. Just um, one one there before. Um, she's actually she was playing okay there the other week, um, and yeah, got a got a back an Aussie into this one. Minji again. Okay, you'll go with Minji. I'll back you up on that. Um, she's she's been there or thereabouts. Uh, she's due. Um, maybe she's gonna. You know. Did she go to the Open last week to hang out with uh, Min Wu? I think it was reported that she was there. Um, okay, we'll go for Minji. Now, sorry, I probably jumped around in all of your where you set up all of your data there, uh, Scott, and I apologise for that. We've got a, another tournament which everyone who plays tapes needs to jump on. Uh, the three M. The 3M Open yep. in Blaine. Yeah, we've got uh, that it? up at uh, Minnesota, TPC yeah. Twin Cities. Um, uh, yeah, we've got Tony Fina there, the defending champion, shooting 17 under last year. Um, what else have we got? It's the second last round of the regular season, second last tournament. So as I said before, like a lot, lot of guys like on the – on the uh, the qualification line there, around the seventy mark that are in the field um, that need a good week to secure their spot. So JT being the highest profile of them, um, but yeah, seventy four hundred yards. Um, Arnold Palmer designed originally, um, and yeah, this is the one where last year so Tony Fowler, Tony Finau won, but Scott Piercy was was uh, leading the way by about five shots there at the start of the final round and. Absolutely, um, absolutely uh, tossed it all away there. Had seven over in his last 11 holes. And actually, Roscoe, the, the par 5 18th was the hardest ranked par 5 on tour last year. So um, not an easy hole to finish. Um, but, uh, yes, looking looking like some good storylines in, you know, I guess one of the lower key events for the year to finish off the regular season. 
It's 596-yard par five. What makes it so hard? I can't remember. It's, it's another course that's on the simulators in the uh, in the golf shops at the uh, the um, big swing golf venues all around the country. Um, you can play all the TPC courses because full swing golf are the partners of the PGA Tour. Um, do you know what makes it so hard? I can't, I can't remember it. I don't, mate. I, I, okay. I, uh, no, I don't have to. Well, it's uh, 71... Past 71 tournament set up, it's 7,431 yards. Uh, the greens will be playing 12 on the stimp. Uh, greens, you know, reasonably large, 6,500 square feet, average green size. Um, plenty of fairway, plenty of roads, 72 bunkers and 27 water hazards. So maybe it's some water on that last hole. Um, water is in play. Yeah, this is probably it. The water is in play on 15 holes. And uh, it's, it's, it's sandy. So if there's any rain in that part of the country, it should be well draining. And... Um, Yep. It's all in bent grass. It's bent grass everywhere. Bent grass greens, bent grass collars, approaches, uh, tees are bent grass, fairways are bent grass, and the roughs are a mix of bent grass okay. and fescue. So, um, yeah, I'm sure it'll be uh, a good well, one. We heard Steve now, talking a couple of weeks ago about uh, bent grass fairways, didn't we? So um, very hard to maintain, I think I remember him talking about, and very, very rare. But that's two this uh, season that we've seen with bent grass fairways. So... Interesting, mate. Very um, primo um, conditioning, but hard to maintain. But well, it's going to look good on telly to, again. They'll be trimmed at 0.3 of an inch and the uh, greens will be cut at one inch and the collars, approaches and tees at 0.275 of an inch and the rough maintained at four inches. There you go. On last time that I was over there and counting, um, just measuring the grass, that's sort of what I had in my notes there to take out of where the uh, measurements oh, were good. When, I me- when I measured it last I time. Do, I, I do there. love the detail, mate, you go hmm. to when you're there. Thank you. Uh, now, Cam Davis is playing. There's a few Aussies in the field here, but there's one that stands out for me, and I was so wrapped yep. this morning when I saw that he was in. Uh, do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, mate, could Monday it be Daniel qualified? Gale? Daniel Gale, the man. Mate. So, ha- so happy for a... the, the lad. Yeah. Tell us, Roscoe. Well, I only know because I saw the uh, PJ Tours um, and I saw Johnny Lyris reposting it because Johnny Lyris was there. They've been hanging out in the States and just trying to do some Monday qualifiers and just doing what, you know, golf pros do out there grinding playing, practicing, coaching, Monday qualifies, traveling around a bit and just trying to be better. And uh, and Gailey's had signs, you know, he's he's had some great rounds but just hasn't quite got there. Like he's missed out on mon- – on, like he's made Thursday qualifying for Monday qualifying and then missed a couple of qualif- – um, getting in by two or three shots, you know, not much and made silly mistakes. Well, he's slam dunked uh, his approach shot to the last hole uh, that he played in the Monday qualified, not only just to – make the qualification but the shoot 60 um so it was like 59 yep. alert and uh it was just awesome this course ball, record just fight, of course record he just fires in this wedge and like i've tried to slow it down it hits the flag like middle top of the flag and then just goes yeah. straight down to the I hole i thought it was, it was pretty bizarre. high up yeah <laughs> yeah uh, so it's not just not just, just my bad rattled the flag like, and hits, uh, went down in i said yeah. to johnny i said did that hit top of the flag and going he said yeah i think so that's what it looked like when i was there yeah you know, what it looked like from him um so yeah no it was awesome so daniel gale is in the field good luck to him foxy's in the field from new zealand uh who have we got um, yep 
bads.com is in there. Zach Blair, not an, obviously not an Australian, but just one of the ones that uh, stands out that we'd like to see in there doing well. Um, yeah. Got? Uh, uh, Ludwig is in there. Sung J.M., <laughs> Hideki, Cam Young. Cam Rio, Sepp Straka is in there. Sahith. So, um, they had some decent, uh, decent players in there, but uh, Cam Davis... Just in terms of that playoff line, so he's at he's at seventy seventh on the FedEx ranking, um, so he needs a good week, uh, and then probably to play again the following week to have a good week to get into that top seventy. So um, yeah, it'd be good to watch him fight that out and see if he can make it. Just the Monday qualifiers. So there was four Monday qualifiers: Daniel Gale sixty, Kaito Onishi sixty five, Alex Galgut sixty five, and Noah Hoffman. Daniel Gale, you legend, sixty slam dunk. I love it. I just loved it when I saw it this morning. So um, that, he he Monday qualified last year for that same event, which was his debut uh, PGA Tour think, debut, I, Roscoe. So like that, that's pre- great effort. I'm pretty sure you're exactly right. Uh, weather is going to be. I don't have any stats on the weather. Uh, program. I don't have any stats on the programming. Um, I had some other information here that I just did want to bring up. Um, anyway, it's gone. Okay, who are we tipping for that? Okay, who am I going to take? Jeepers. What does what, um, your data puddle say? We don't have a data puddle this week. So, PK, no. if you want to send more puddles. Um, no. Um, no, I, uh, I have, I have no data, no access to data. Um, but that's okay. I reckon I, um, man, Hideki, Hideki might be uh, my use this week, or maybe I'll save Hideki for the next couple of weeks. I actually made a list of like who I've, who have I got available, but, um, hmm. there's not many, Roscoe. There's not many. I'm going Cam Young. Um, uh, on the back of yeah. his, uh, last week, Cam Young. I'm going Cam Young. Flying home. There's there's quite a yeah. few of them that have flown home, and and we'll, and we'll tee it up. Uh, I will go Cam Young. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. He's still in my availables. So, Foxy. All I right. Think I've Let's Fo- see. I think, I think I've picked Foxy. I love Foxy. You know. You know why I love. And you I, do. I know I'm going back to the Open, but he had a shocker on that first round in the Open, and then. Hmm. Played lights out in the second day to make the cut. I think on the number or thereabouts, he was just so gritty. You would not want to. You would not want to come across Foxy, you know, grinding something out. And uh, it was just great playing with Herbie and just made the cut. It's great. It was great. So good luck, Foxy, this weekend. Very good. Um, he, he won't be listening. Okay, you're going. So who are you going with Hideki? Is that, is that your tip? Is that your pick? Um, yeah, Hideki. Yep, lock it in. Okay, cool. Mate, uh, another another hour of power from uh, yourself. Another myself. one down, just talking, just talking golf and uh, as I say, it's, it's, I feel like uh, we probably should crack open. Yeah, me, uh, Coke Zero, you should probably crack something open because it feels like we're just chin-wagging about the golf at the end of a bar. And if you've tuned in this far and yeah. uh, you have cracked something, well, I hope you're not sort of six or seven deep because we've been going that long. Um, but if you are <laughs> having a 
having a drink while we talk about golf, do it responsibly. If you are having a bet, do that responsibly as well. Um, of course, all the information and everything in here is just uh, comes to you courtesy of our own minds as uh, it's um, not sponsored or anything in other way. But uh, we love talking about it. And uh, Scott, I appreciate you jumping on to want to talk about it and, uh, and share some of your good information. Absolutely. Roscoe, did I tell you I'm playing golf tomorrow? Ah, no, please do. Well, I've got a story too, by the no. way. Um, I found myself yeah, in a super group, Roscoe. Found, found oh, myself really? in a super group. So uh, I'm well, playing tomorrow okay. at Royal can Spring I, Valley I, with. Um, what? What, quali- what qualifies a super group? Like, before you tell us who is the super group and just say, oh, I'm in a super group and it's with these blokes, no. what, quali- what qualifies a super group? What, what does you have to be? What does it have to be, or who do you have to be to be in a super group? Oh, you've like you've got to have uh, probably one tour pro and okay. uh, another young and coming up and coming amateur that's off about plus three and a half, um, and uh, legend of the um, of the community of my love of golf. So there's three probably three boxes that need to be checked, and I've mm-hmm. checked all three of them. So. Tomorrow, okay. Tommy Power Horan will join us at Spring Valley. Yes. <laughs> um, so that's going to be good fun, playing with Tommy. And uh, and 40, Brenton Ford, legend from Puma Golf and um, Spring Valley and uh, and young Sid. So me and 40 will be, uh, will be <laughs> bringing up the rear, I think. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's going to be good to play with uh, those, those three guys tomorrow. It'll be good fun. Oh, it'd be sensational. Um, say good day to Tom. <laughs> I saw him today, actually. Oh well, randomly, I saw him on Friday, and I saw oh, him today. You? Yeah, yeah. So we, we went to the Mulligans. There um, you go. First birthday party on Friday night, and it was a, you know a small, uh, yeah. but um, uh, very friendly turnout. And as I walked in, Tommy Powerhorn was walking in, so it was great to see him there. And caught up with Matt Mollica from the yeah. Australian Golf Passport Podcast. Um, Matt Mollica yeah. was. He was decked out. He looked like an Angus and Grace goes golfing model. He had the tanimal <laughs> pants on with the back flat pockets. He had the uh, – I, I was calling it a quarter zip, but he reminded me that it's actually a half zip, Ross, because in the technical terms, a, okay. a quarter zip stops about here and the half zip continues a further three inches. So, you know, it's the half zip. Love it. Yes. Um, he did look like uh, he should have been – you know, on the wall there, modelling that gear. Um, Tommy Powerhorn was there, just chilling. Well, that back photo you took might might show up in a catalogue soon, mate. Oh, all rights reserved. You know, like um, you know, please call my agents <laughs> for uh, photographic licences, please. Um, and Tommy was there, but uh, so we had to catch up. Um, and then today, I, I think I said I was down at Titleist getting the lowdown on all of the Titleist products. Um, and some great new ones coming. And obviously, Tommy is a Titleist um, playing staff ambassador. Uh, in walked Tommy. Yep. He said, oh, here you go, mate. You're everywhere. So um, <laughs> he was down there getting some uh, dialed in for some new wedges or something. He's obviously going off to Indonesia in a week or so. So, um, yeah, it's good to see him. Uh, that'll be awesome. Uh, that'll be absolutely yeah. awesome. Sid is an emerging talent. Uh, you've been, yep. and credit to you, you know, you've been – for whatever it's worth to the young man. And I think when you're a young man, you know, if you've got a male influence who's, you know, experienced in life, experienced in business, experienced in sort of man management, to have someone like yourself to have um, lend the young fellow an ear, uh, an independent ear is a great credit to you. And um, so I hope, uh, you know, I hope he appreciates that and I hope you um, can continue to support 
Sid in that way and uh, 40, um, get back to work. Yeah. Don't you have, you know, you've got some apparel ranging to do. <laughs> oh, for yeah, maybe, maybe without it 40 from a day out of work. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, it's probably saying an annual leave day or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, he's a client meetings. I'm, no, I'm but, sure. no, thanks. No, Sid, Sid's a good no. young fella. He's, uh, his golf has come a long way this year and yeah, he's, um, he's working it out. So uh, love, love, always get a lot out of playing with him and, Seeing how he uh, he hits the ball and how he approaches the game and things around the course, so to get kind of him and Tommy um, together tomorrow, I think will be a ton of fun and uh, and great for Sid as well to to have around with Tommy again. I think they've played together in the in the game um, yeah. that uh, that Ogilvy uh, uh, runs, but yeah, um, yeah, very much a super group um, that uh, that I am going to bring up the rear in, so it'd be good fun. Uh- so watch how Tommy rolls the rock. Just watch what he mm. does in and around the greens, you know, his approach to the green, how he's assessing the lie, and just watch how he goes around that because his putting is sublime. Um, he, it, he, just, he just sees it and feels it. Yeah. So, and ask him any questions how he does it because he's so good to, to play with, to talk to, and he'll just say, this is what I do and this is what I do and that's how I do it. And um, no, you're going to have a blast with uh, Tommy. Um so it'd be good. Oh, that's great. Great, great stuff, mate. Great stuff. Um, you mentioned the game, Jeff Ogilvy. He's an alternate. Jeff Ogilvy mm. is an alternate this week. He, if if Ricky Barnes, yeah, William McGirt, Brian Wesley, Jonas Bleakstar, <laughs> Sung Kang and Chris Stroud aren't in, Jeff Ogilvy's in. Um, okay. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Appreciate you uh, tuning in and uh, all of the uh, support. Enjoy your golf tomorrow. Oh, I played. I played, good, I played on Monday. I played on Monday in the Hyundai. Oh, you uh, did? Deal, yeah, dealer golf day. Oh, uh, how man Ambrose. Uh, I missed one fairway when it counted. The last hole, uh, the my playing partners had hit whiffy toe hooks, OB, and one other playing partner yeah. was incredibly short, so he was in play. Uh, all I had to do was just bump one down the fairway and give us a chance. It was the ninth hole, was our closing hole at uh, Sandhurst on the Legends course. If I don't know if you know it, it's a Fairly long par four. I haven't played Sandhurst. Um, yep. Well, it's a fairly long par four. It's a tough finisher. We were, nah, uh, I think, um, 10 under at the stage uh, and we bogeyed the last hole and we lost We lost the oh, trophy. No. My, and my, 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 my mate who invited me along, he obviously a mate from the car industry days a long time. We've maintained a great friendship and he's a golfer, so we've always uh, been close. He invites me to whenever he needs a, uh, a a driving fairway finder gun for hire. I'm always the first time the roller deck. Yep. I got, oh, you know, I was filthy actually. Um, you know I love a long drive, right? You know I love a long drive, yeah? Well, my first mm-hmm. shot of the day was on the long drive hole and I was filthy. It's like, oh, you know, first shot of the day on a long drive hole, that's not ideal. I absolutely flushed it, absolutely flushed it. It hit the top of the hill, rolled down <laughs> to the hill. I thought I'd scoped out the competition. Like the they're mark. not golfers. There's no golfers in this group. I have got this. This is mine. Thank you very much. So I was writing the speech as we were walking. Yeah. And there was some young 15-year-old fella who was in the winning group who won both long drives and the nearest a pin. Some young gun come in, 15 years old, and picked me by about five metres. I, I had to send the team out to find out how far he beat me by. It was only about five metres, but it was it was enough to – well, that is unfortunate, mate. That's two. That's two losses in a low in 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 a, in a row, isn't it? Uh, well, 
you know, there was about 40, know, year, 40 years difference in age. So, you know, that's not too bad. You know, it's still all right. First hit of the day. Um, and we won. We, we came second. We came second by like 0.75 of a shot. We had a bogey. And, oh, mate, and my, that's heartbreaking. My, my host was filthy. Like I'd never seen him so filthy. I said, mate, it's all right. We come second. Yeah, we want a putter. Yeah, he's got an Odyssey putter and a hat and some other stuff. He said, no, mate, I just wanted that trophy. I wanted to walk back in after my day off at golf when they all think that I should be working yeah. and walk in with the trophy and show it off to everyone. <laughs> and he, you know what he blamed? It was so funny. He, he was he was filthy. He said, oh, our strategy was no good. I said, what do you mean strategy? I said, we've just been hitting drives all day and, you know, you had missed every fairway, every other fairway and he had got a few and he had got a couple and I, he said, no, no, when, yeah. when the fella came around with the kid in the pram and, and you started talking to the kid in the pram, he said, I knew it was no good. You lost your concentration when you were talking <gasps> to the, to the granddad pushing his grand, grandkid in the pram. I said, yeah, you're probably right. Probably oh God. Right. I apologize for being nice to the little kid trying to yeah. you know, grow the game. <laughs> I was trying to grow the game. <laughs> grow the game, Roscoe. I should have oh, known when sheesh. she wasn't responsive. Hey, thanks for listening, mate. Thanks for tuning in. And um, we'll see you next week on the My Love of Golf podcast. And thanks for listening if you got this far. Um, reach out if you want to have a chat. Uh, if you want to come Cheers, on mate. and do a guest, uh, reach out. We'll see you, Scott. Thanks, mate.